Hey everyone, I'm John Ferda. And I'm Kayla Wallace. And this is Sage Sage After After Listening. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Sage After Listening. Hey, hey. Today's episode is going to be about the Myrtle Plantation. Yes, but... But first... About us. About us. Yeah. Do you have a question that you're going to ask or have you not thought of it yet? We were just, we were debating whether or not we I want you to rank the seasons in the order that you like them. Rank the seasons. All right. That's interesting. Uh, fall, number one, hands down. Um, spring, second. I like, I like mild temperatures, you know. Fall, spring. Winter's my third. Bro, we're the exact yeah. same. I thought I was going to be weird because nope. everybody always says summer and like... Listen... I mean, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at me. We're basically transparent. We're about as white as you can get. He looks so. At her. <laughs> R. Kelly, so he looks at me. I <laughs> look, look at him. him. <laughs> but yes, so summer is not my favorite season, just because I burn. If I go outside, I burn immediately. Plus, it's hot, and you can only take so many layers of clothing off before you. I know that's naked. exactly what I say too. You can't take your skin off. Exactly, and it's just too much. I can put another hoodie on. I can put another, you know, a coat over top of my hoodie. Whatever. Right. I can be fine or in the winter. I don't feel guilty about not leaving my house in the winter. In the summer, you know, Tyler's like, "It's summer. We have to go out and do fun things." I'm like, oh, I, I, "I hate yeah, to sweat." Exactly. I don't. I, I don't like feeling obligated. You're right. That's not something that I enjoy doing. Like I'm in the summer, it's a super nice day out, and I want to just sit inside. I want to watch TV or something. Yep. It's a gorgeous day out, and I'm like, oh, I should go outside. No, I should but go it's do not something. even gorgeous because it's so hot. It is. It does get really and hot. And my makeup is very expensive. And for me to go outside and just sweat it off just seems ridiculous. That's the bougiest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I've ever said you're right you're right you shop at Whole Foods we're good all right so I got a question okay would you rather have telekinesis the ability to move things with your mind or would you rather have telepathy and be able to read other people's minds? oh read other people's minds yeah oh my god hands down I am a gossip oh yeah I guess that would make sense I even though it is very tempting to be able to like be like, oh, the remote bring to me. Yeah, I mean, you could just walk into your house and just like, oh, kitchen's dirty. So and here's another thing. It. Tyler is not a big communicator. Oh, so that would help a lot if yeah, you would. could read his mind. What do you yeah. say? What if you, what if you could read his mind and all you heard was elevator music? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no way. He's no. way too smart. Well, yeah, <laughs> he is way too smart. How how would that change your opinion? Oh man, I I don't know. I would. Just... I think if I was dating somebody and you could, I could read their mind, and all I, you know, I, I hooked into them, and all I heard was elevator music. I I don't think it would change much for me. You know what I think would happen? I think I would hear Tyler thinking passive aggressive thoughts, and I'd be like, Oh my god! Even in your goddamn mind, <laughs> <laughs> you just come back with him and be like, No, you. Like, He's like, What? <laughs> But yes, he's not a big communicator when he's upset. So that could literally save so much time for the both of us. If yeah, I could read his mind. That's true. But also, I, I think I agree. I think being just... able to read somebody's mind is definitely the, the oh way to the go. P- knowledge is power, baby. I yeah, I agree with that. Knowledge is power. That's why we're here. So we're, we're here thinking. to give you guys knowledge on ghost stories. Yeah, 
And we're actually doing a ghost story. We are actually doing a ghost story. So Myrtle's Plantation. Yes. Let's dig into it. Okay. Louisiana. Louisiana. Where at in Louisiana? St. Francisville, which is like outside of New Orleans. Okay. So it was built in 1796 by General David Bradford. It was formerly an antebellum plantation, um, which I did not know what an antebellum plantation was, but mm-hmm. antebellum is just a style of architecture. A style? Okay, I was actually going to ask. I was like, what, is, what class of Yeah, I thought like it was going to be more interesting than that. I figured it'd be like a time period or like that's something what I, that went on during. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Um, but no. It might be named after a time period well, in the South. Right. So it was like popular architecture. Pre Civil War. Back then. Yeah, pre Civil right. War Southern. Um, it was called the Laurel Grove. So it was not called Myrtle's Plantation yet. Okay. Um, So Bradford lived there alone until President James Adams pardoned him for his involvement in the Whiskey Rebellion. Do you know where the Whiskey Rebellion took place? No. It took place in Washington County, Pennsylvania. Really? That is where it started. So I read, I I didn't really read actually, I read like the article name, (laughs) but Washington County, Pennsylvania is like the most radioactive town in the U.S. Get out. Really? Yes. Do you know why? No, I was going to ask you if it was because of the Whiskey Rebellion. <laughs> well, they didn't have nukes in the Whiskey Rebellion. Uh, that ha- took place in the early 1800s. But I do know why it took place, and that is because after the, the Revolutionary War, the United States government was trying to recoup the cost of fighting the mm-hmm. British, and so they put a tax on whiskey. And all of the hillbillies who live around us um decided they didn't like to be taxed that's exactly what they just fought against and started a rebellion it was put down very quickly it was not a very well put together rebellion uh but they did attempt a coup and overthrow the united states government well that's so wild because i didn't like i didn't make the connection because pennsylvania is such a big state but my next bullet is he moved his wife elizabeth and five children to laurel grove from pennsylvania Mm -hmm. but i didn't look at where in pennsylvania and there you go. For so those who don't know, close. Washington County is pretty close to us. So Yes, it is. Without giving away where we are. I think most of you uh, know us in person anyways. So, But maybe one day. Maybe one we'll day. We'll have people one that day, don't know us. One day random listener over in Namibia. Canada. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when Daniel died in 1808, Elizabeth ran the plantation until 1817 and then gave it uh, to her daughter's husband, Clark Woodruff. And the daughter was Sarah. Sarah Woodruff. Yes. So the Woodruffs took over this plantation. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was a judge. He was a like judge. Like you said before we started this podcast. I did. Yeah. We, we discussed this a little bit beforehand. A little bit. Oh, we prepped a little bit. Very, very Very mild minimally. prepping. Um, so they had three daughters with some interesting names. Africa Gale, Mary Octavia, and Sarah... Is it Mathilde? How do... Mathilde? Yeah. M-A- Spell it. M-A-T-H-I-L-D-E. I would say Matilda. Matilda has an A at the uh, end. Maybe it's an Have you seen the movie? Spelling. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't think it's Mathilde. It's not Matilda. There's no way that's Matilda. Google it. Uh, we'll save that for the we'll end. We'll save that later. We'll Google it later okay. for you guys. So Sarah and two of her three children died in 1824 of yellow fever. Yellow fever. Or one of the ghosts, but we'll get into that later. Um, Yes, yellow fever. 
So Clark and Mary, Mary Octavia, the surviving daughter, left the plantation and sold it in 1834 to Ruffin Gray Sterling. That's the name. So Sterling had um, fancy European furniture imported. That's when they changed the name to uh, Myrtle's Plantation. And they actually named it Myrtle's Plantation because of the type of flowers that grew there, which are called crepe myrtles. Crepe myrtles. Yeah. I no. don't think I've ever seen that kind of flower. Not like the breakfast we'll food. Have to, we'll post a picture of that flower. Yeah, we will. Um, so Sterling died in 1854, left the plantation to his wife. Mary Cobb Sterling hired William Winter, this is her daughter's husband, to help run the plantation. Uh, the family fortune was then lost in 1868 due to their money being tied with um, the Confederacy and the South losing the Civil War. Civil War. Um but they bought the plantation back two years later. Okay. So in 1871, William was killed by a man named Weber. Um, he staggered into the house and died on the stairs. He was shot uh, point blank. So what I heard from that story is he used to teach Sunday school. And he mm. was teaching Sunday school at his house. And someone rode up on horseback, started shouting his name. When he went out, uh, he opened the door walked down the stairs and was immediately shot. There was no conversation, nothing. He stumbled back in, back up to his bedroom where his wife was, and he died in her arms. Oh, damn. I was just thinking, I was just thinking, imagine like, all right, I'm going to go do a drive-by on my fucking horse. Horse by? <laughs> horse by. A trot by. It's like that meme where it's like, I'm so glad cars were invented because imagine going and getting some dick at 3 a.m. on your, and getting on your horse. Oh my god! All right, we had to pause. We had to pause and come back. John uh, thought it I was. John so thought hard. it was too funny. Yeah, uh, but anyways. So, when he died, his wife uh, then ran the plantation and then left it to their son Stephen. Um, so Stephen had a lot of debt, and he sold the plantation in 1886, uh, and then just changed owners numerous times until 1891 when Harrison Williams bought it. Williams left multiple parts of the plantation to his kids. Um, and then Marjorie Munson bought the plantation in the 50s. And this is when the ghost story started. She claimed to have seen a ghost in a green turban. Okay. And then in the 70s, she sold it. And it was then ran as a haunted bed and breakfast. Oh. Yes. Here so, we go with this theme again where these haunted attractions are run for money. Well, <laughs> I know. And you know what? Because I picked this... To inform everybody, I was at Half Price Books and I found a National Geographic most haunted haunted places, most supernatural places in the world or whatever. And I'm like, this is going to be perfect. I can just pick a random like page and pick whatever's on it. So you know all of these are going to be paid attractions. So They probably are, and yeah. John's they paid be to like, get into Oh, paid attraction. No wonder cool. why I've got a point stories. against everything you're about to bring up. That's fine. Before I uh, go into ghosts, I want to give you guys a little bit of the architecture uh, st- like info. Um, so this place has 22 rooms spread over two floors, uh, stained glass, French crosses engraved in entryways. It's on 10 acres of land and there is a general store on the grounds. Wow. So this is a pretty fancy home. It's yeah. A, it's a full plantation. Um, there are pictures of it. It looks we'll really po- nice. We'll post some pictures of it on yeah, the, uh, Instagram, but this is a, this is a nice house. One thing I did and I have it for the end is I actually got pricing information if you do want to go stay there. Which oh, I normally are don't we advertising do. for them? Uh, mm. They should probably pay us. Oh, 
would be cool. Yeah, we'll have to contact him and let him know. That would be good. <laughs> uh, we did a podcast about you, so we weren't compensated. <laughs> that'll go over I'm well. Sure, yeah, I'm sure that'll go over great. That's fine. We'll give it a try. Okay, so the fun part, ghosts. Um, so this place was supposedly built on a uh, Tanika Native American burial ground. Okay. I think that's how you say it. Um, so you know how that goes. Native but, American burial grounds. I mean, that's classic haunting material right there. Yeah, it is. Because they're like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, why are you living where we died? Why are you living where we were living? Um, so 10 murders happened here. Uh, but Winters is the only recorded. And then, so here, here this was in, in um, a, dis- a discrepancy. So 10 murders, but 12 ghosts. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I have. I didn't actually go back through and count how many ghosts I have, um, but I don't think it's 12. So. Well, to be fair, some I, I feel like there aren't a lot of, not every ghost has to be a murder. You know what I mean? That is true. Um, it, it could just be people who died. That's you true. Know? That is a prerequisite. I still don't dying think. Dying is a prerequisite for being a ghost. But it is. Yes, dying is. But oh, murder thank you. is not. Tell me that. Yes. Uh, just uh, FYI. If you want to become a ghost, you must die first. Rule number one. <laughs> so um, we can keep track of how many ghosts I actually have on here. And we'll, I don't think, but I don't think it's 12 ghosts. We'll keep a tally. So at one point during the Civil War, the house was ransacked by Union soldiers. They were killed. Um, so there, where they were killed, there's a huge blood stain in the foyer. Mm, that's a fancy word. I like that word. That's a good word. Um it won't come clean. And then some people that work there who attempt to mop over it says that uh, the mop gets pushed like away. Oh, that's interesting. So the blood stain like won't I'm gonna go come try up. to mop it. Yeah, that'd be fun. I wonder if they'll let us do that. Can we come mop your floor for you free? Try? <laughs> they might. Um, obviously, William Winter, his ghost appears on the steps and people can hear footsteps on the steps. I read that supposedly his footsteps echo through the house because he had a very um, loud walk. He would almost stomp around the house. I think Tyler would say the same thing about me. Big, big, heavy feet. Yeah, I like stomp around. That's fair. I think it's because I have flat feet, honestly. So do I, actually. Of course, because we're besties. We're alike in all the same ways. <laughs> it, it gets creepy at sometimes. <laughs> uh, a Native American woman. She just kind of vibes. She doesn't do anything. She just People just see her around. Um, the most interesting one, though, I have is Chloe. So we'll get into Chloe's history. Ooh, Chloe. She uh, was a slave girl who... So there are multiple things. So I saw that she got caught eavesdropping um, on the Clarks. And then I've seen that he made her his mistress and he just treated her badly because she was like his his slave mistress. Um, however, he had one of her ears cut off and the eavesdropping thing makes sense to me. Like the crime fits the punishment kind of thing. Yeah. So what I read on it was that he was an abusive master. Of course. And she would eavesdrop on them so that she could kind of figure out ways to make them happy and prevent the abuse. And one day she was caught. And he had both of her ears cut off and then made her wear a green turban around to hide her ears. I have the green turban. I read that it was just one ear. 
there you go. The discrepancy in the story already. Like a Picasso. Yeah. Or wait, was that Van Gogh? It Who was cut Van Gogh. Him? Okay. It was Van Gogh. He I read books. Ear. I don't look at art. That's fair. He cut off his ear um, to give as a gift to the woman he loved. Uh, do you hear that, Tyler? Yeah. High expectations. Start cutting off ears. I want your ear in a box. What's in the box? <laughs> it's a good movie. It's you good know movie. movie? Okay. It's a good movie. <laughs> anyway, so during one of the children's birthdays, Chloe put oleander leaves in the cake, um, just wanting to cause sickness, but it was lethal, and Mrs. Woodruff and the children died. So I earlier I said they died of yellow fever. So I was looking in the symptoms for yellow fever and ingesting oleander leaves are like identical. Are they? Yeah. Okay. So. So. It could have been either one. It could have been either one. And they, it was said that, um, that was just, it would have been embarrassing for his family to have died that way. Like a slave killing Mm -hmm. them. So they said it was yellow fever. fever. That would make sense. Um, so the slaves were upset because they thought they were going to get punished for this. And they decided to punish Chloe. Um, so I have that they hanged her in the yard in a tree. That's what I've read. Um, well, I thought you said something about the river. So they hung her in the tree until she was dead. Mm-hmm. And then they tied stones to her body and threw her in the Mississippi. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that part. Um, so people have claimed to see when the sun is setting Chloe's body hanging from the tree. That's creepy. Yeah, it is. It reminds me of that part in The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. That's a super creepy movie. That movie scares the shit out of me. Um, and then people will also say they see Chloe standing uh, over their bed when they wake up. This seems to be a common theme. Every ghost story we do, they're always standing over people's beds. I don't know what it is with ghosts, but they really like to watch people sleep. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Like, imagine you're just like... It's a, think of the creepiest thing. thing that somebody could do. Stand over your bed at night. And it's always that. They're never in, like, the kitchen washing dishes or something like that. It's always standing over your bed. Oh, there are no helpful ghosts. That's not a thing. You're right. You know what? I think I think there's a haunted hotel somewhere where they do actually have a ghost that like works. A ghost that works? I, on I, payroll? I feel like I've heard this, but I don't know which one and we'll do an episode on that on at some your point. Pillow. Oh, it'd be so nice. <laughs> um, so that's Chloe. Um, the Woodruff's children show up in the mirror in the hallway and there's always uh, a child handprint that shows up on it even when you clean the mirror so um africa one of the children shows up in her old bedroom and she stands outside the front of the house and she just stares which is that's a little creepy yeah it is yeah Um, kids kids are always the creepiest ghosts kids are creepy in general because they have imaginary friends and you're like okay is this really imaginary friend are you seeing a ghost like what is happening i mean it's probably an imaginary friend let's be honest I don't know. Uh, it's like my, did you have an imaginary friend? I don't think so. I don't think I did either. My brother did. Did he? Really? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like... I mean, you know. Yeah. It, it makes more sense. It does. I was very social. I had... I didn't need an imaginary friend. I had real ones. I don't think I had either. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's just me. <laughs> just me and the trees outside. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But you had your hair. 
I did have my own. Wow. <laughs> I've lost a lot as I got older. <laughs> I lost friends. I lost the trees and my hair. Sounds pretty depressing. Um, At least I'm not a ghost. Yet. Yet. <laughs> oh, the irony. If you were to die, then become a ghost. We'd have to keep doing the podcast. Talk to you. Could you imagine my position? Could you imagine my position trying to disprove ghosts as a ghost? You couldn't. You'd be like, "Well, I guess I, uh, I guess I believe." (laughs) And and then that's when I to say I'm not totally insane. That's when I switch it up, and I'm like, "Ghosts aren't real. Someone's fucking with me. This isn't really John." (laughs) Who's to say I'm not totally insane? Who's to say you aren't totally insane? I'm just sitting here (laughs) as a ghost. Um, last ghost that I have is. A young, so this one was random because like, okay. I don't know where this came from. So ghost of a young girl who was attempted to be saved by a voodoo priestess but failed. So she's seen in rooms. Um, no, she's what was seen, she attempted, what, she's what seen was the in the room that she died from? in trying to perform voodoo on guests. Wait, what? What was the voodoo priest trying to save her from? From dying. Why was she dying? It doesn't say. That's what I'm saying. This one was kind of like little sketchy i'll add it but yeah there's not a lot of information you know it's always tough because none of these ghost stories ever have like the minute details it's always you know well a lot of this too is it happens like it happened so long ago you know what i mean because that was the whole when when i said before that only one death was recorded but like how good were they at recording deaths back then i mean they weren't like incapable of it you know so a lot of people, when you think of a long time ago, they think that it was like really primitive, and it really wasn't. Record keeping and our laws and everything like that were really modernized as, oh. as, as they are yeah. today. Yeah, were you there? Um, well, I read a history <laughs> book or two. Um, but it wasn't like this thing where they they were inca- you know they were incompetent. I don't think they were incompetent. I just think. I don't think they cared as much. And I also, I mean, shit can happen. Like, if you look at my birth certificate from 1993, that shit is browned and, like, old as hell. So imagine, like, you know, just a random, like, record of deaths pro- yeah. from that year. could be, like, it could end up becoming, like, unreadable. Like, yeah, I'm shit sure it could happen could. to it. I'm sure it could. I mean, there's there were methods of keeping records is all I'm saying. Uh, right. I know. You know I'm, just, I'm saying that just because... Just because, you know, they weren't recorded doesn't necessarily mean they didn't happen, I think. Yeah. Especially during, like, the Civil War. Sure, yeah. That's a good point. So. So. It's something to think about, I guess. It's definitely something to think about. But think about it in my terms where it's probably fine. And it was recorded. And if it wasn't recorded, it's not real. Oh, my God. Well, I have some firsthand experiences. So, the current owner's... Tita and John Moss. They own it now? Yes. So uh, Tita heard her husband saying her name when he wasn't home. And then also would hear her name and like voices of um, friends and like family. But she would be alone. In Sounds like schizophrenia. I mean, yeah, I guess. But like, I think we would know if she was diagnosed. Maybe. Sometimes records are bad. <laughs> Drink your fucking whiskey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, in 1993, she heard a raspy voice say, check your baby 
after hearing this a few times, she went to check on Morgan, her baby. Check your baby. And he was not in his antique bed with iron railings. He was crawling towards the pond. Ooh. So she went over um, and she grabbed him. And as soon as she picked him up, um, she heard the same voice say, you need not worry. Your family will never be harmed here. And um, she felt like when she picked him up, she felt like a warmth around her in the baby. I mean, that sounds exactly like what we were just talking about, a helpful ghost. Oh, yeah. I guess that one is kind of helpful, huh? I've never heard of a ghost looking out for people and being like, hey, your baby's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, maybe, um, you know, if it was, they were like a mom in their life. Yeah. And they don't want anything to happen. Maybe that guy who taught Sunday school. Yeah, maybe. If it was a raspy, well, I guess women can have raspy voices too. Raspy voice, yeah. If they're smokers. Everyone smoked back then. Hey, honey. (laughs) Your baby's crawling to the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, dear, I got you. Oh, my God. If I heard that voice. I'd be like, John, you here? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> um, so then we have Hester Eby. Eby? E-B- Hester. E-B-Y. She is the director of tourism for the plantation. Okay. So there's a director of tourism for the plantation. That's impressive. They've got a full mm-hmm. system going here. Yeah. They have a full system. Um, so a couple came up to ask uh, her to buy tickets for themselves. And she said... What about your daughter? And they looked at her funny and they were like, uh, we don't have kids. Um, but there was a little girl walking behind them. So the couple went inside and then she went back and the little girl was just standing there. And then the girl said hi and disappeared. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Hi. So this, Hest- this like Hester, Hester Ebby said that? Yes. Okay. The director of tourism said that. Let me um, ask you a question. Who's the most likely person to make up stories about this house? Do you think it's the lady who works there and is the director of tourism? I wish you guys could see the look. <laughs> I don't, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Why don't you tell me? Tell me. Who do you think is the most likely? So the guests, anyway. Okay. <laughs> They've reported to waking up to their bed shaking, um, voices and footsteps, um, doors opening on their own and then porcelain dolls showing up in their rooms randomly when they weren't in the room before. That is kind of creepy. That is fucking terrifying. Well, I hate, you hate dolls, yeah. I do hate dolls. So that would be super creepy for you. You're just laying in bed and suddenly you wake up and there's a doll on your nightstand. I would die. I'd pass away. I'd become, become would, a ghost. I would be a ghost. <laughs> I would join them. <laughs> I'd be like, who fucking did that in my life? Yes, terrifying. Um... And then that's it for ghosts. That was not not a lot of ghosts. It was it was like it was not five, twelve. It was like five ghosts. It was not twelve. So the Union soldiers that there were three Union soldiers I got killed. So that would be three. Okay, so they count as three. Fair enough. William Winter, uh-huh. the Native American woman, uh-huh. Chloe, okay, two of the Woodruff children, okay, and the Voodoo girl, and the Voodoo girl. So that's only nine. And this I've had read twelve. But I couldn't find 12. Yeah. It sounds like there's just some extra extraneous ghosts hanging around there. Yeah, maybe. Here and there. Maybe some... uh, Ghost dogs. Yeah, ghost dogs. Maybe a few Indian burial ground ghosts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay. So let me me ask you. What's your verdict on this one? I think it is haunted. There's a picture. There is a picture. We're going to post that picture. It's uh, supposedly Chloe 
standing in front of the house. To me, it doesn't look like a ghost. Yeah, you think it looks like an electric box. It looks like an electric box no, or something it outside the house. No, it doesn't. It's like um, human shape. Well, He's like, where's her legs? It's like, she has a skirt on. They wore dresses and stuff back then. It's Debbie debatable. Debbie debatable. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll post it. We'll let you guys decide whether or not it's an actual ghost or not, but it's not. And what else? Do you think it's haunted? Yeah, I do think it's haunted. Why do you think it's haunted? Just from the stories or? Yeah, from the stories and guests. You don't think saying, it's. So. So what is. Okay, but tell me. So yes, the director of tourism has like these motives and the owners have these motives. Why are guests getting online and being like, oh my God, my bed was shaking. Like, what do they have to gain from that? Uh, they gain not being shamed for doing it because if you're going to pay to go to a ghost bed and breakfast and you don't see ghosts. I mean, come on. People lie about things all the time, right? But what is the but what's the point? To not be a dumbass who paid to go to a ghost house that you don't have a ghost experience. Okay, but it's still history. So it's not like you're wasting your money because it's a beautiful house and sure, sure. But you're I'm just learning about you history. Go, if you go and you're just going for uh, the house itself and you're going to stay in a pretty location, sure, that's great. If you see a ghost and you're like, oh, okay. That was weird, and I didn't expect that. But if you're going and you're like, this place is haunted, let's go see some ghosts, and then like you come back and you're like, I didn't see anything. Like there, There's some incentive there, because not everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, there was definitely ghosts, but every once in a while you're going to get people who are like, I, I totally saw ghosts. Yeah, that's, that's what I went for. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Get what I'm spitting? I... Now, like I said, I don't believe in ghosts. No. At all. Really? But um, that's not to say that there can't be a mixture. You know, there could there could be some stories that are, people are believing they're true. You know, they believe are true. And then there could be people who have motives to Liar church lies. it up. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. So there definitely could it, be people lying. It could be lying. a little bit of both. Um, I, understand, I get what you're saying about the director of tourism. Like, she She's definitely got some has motive. a motive. That's fair. But I think I think guests have less of a motive. It was the director of tourism in the bedroom with a lie about a ghost. She was actually in front of the house. The so foyer. You lost clue. The foyer. Um, I have a couple pop culture references. Really? Yeah, just I'm a few. That, I'm, I was going to say, I'm surprised that this one would be in it. So uh, any sort of pop culture. They filmed The Long Hot Summer, um, 1985. Did you, did you ever see that movie? No, did you? No, I never I've seen never it seen either. it. They I'll, filmed I'll, it there. I'll tell you what it's about. And the, well, at first I thought, what is that show on Netflix? It's like Wet American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer? That's what I thought they were originally talking about. I was like, that was filmed there? I was like, wait, no, 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 1985, this is different. Um, but apparently the cast members experienced like furniture moving and mm -hmm. stuff like that on set. It was obviously on Ghost Adventures. And then this last, this last what's the, one. What's the dude's name on Ghost Adventures? What's that guy's name? Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans. Man, I love that dude. Of course you do. He's he goes such in. He goes in and tries bag. to fight all the ghosts. He Ugh. is such a fucking he is. tool. He's the biggest tool I've ever seen. Maybe I think <sighs> he's got to play it up. There's no way he's, he's not, not playing it up. He's like not as much anymore. He's kind of grown out of it. But when if you go back and watch like the the 2005 episodes he looks like this frat bro who has like a camera crew and well he wears like ed hardy shirts and goes in and he's like come fight me ghost he still wears ed Let's hardy go. does he i don't know does he oh he did back in 2005 oh. 
Ed Hardy. Yeah, he was wearing Throwback. like he, he was always like black shirts and like everything, and he always tried to make it like overly spooky. And then they would always jump at like nothing. He like talks at that he in would. the voice, and he always um sacrifices his cameraman, Aaron. Well, Aaron. He's like, Aaron will fuck you up. It's like, bro, come, f- come fight Aaron. I'd be pissed. <laughs> like, Why dude, what are you doing? Yeah, you fucking fight him. <laughs> <laughs> you fight the ghosts. Stop it. Um, this last one is a theory. So I actually I didn't read anywhere that this was based on it, but it made sense to me. Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah, because that's a haunted plantation, right? It is. Okay. In Louisiana. Okay. So it made sense to me. I'm like. Okay, so that's not a direct reference, but there it is, is not a, a direct plantation. It is not a direct reference, but I was like, I try. So I tr- I looked into this because I'm like, I feel like this is this could be like a like inspo, and um, I couldn't find the inspo for that plantation. Can we just say inspiration? No. I'm a I'm an elder millennial. I don't do these little slang terms. Freaks me out. Inspo. Inspo. <laughs> a ghost is gonna haunt you. Ugh. Be like, inspo. <laughs> you're so swole. <laughs> <laughs> the Gen Z. Can you imagine a Gen Z ghost? <laughs> no. I'm haunting you, bro. For real, for real. No cap. <laughs> the straight bussing. Busting. Bussin. 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 Um, I don't know. I think Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. Which... I can see that. I mean, I so I th- maybe this is where like haunted plantations started, you know, gained a little traction because plantations well, can be creepy. But think And it it's, takes place on a haunted plantation in Louisiana. Yeah, sure. Which I guess I don't know how many more haunted plantations there are in, in Louisiana, but. I mean, think about it. So like what, what places are you going to be in that have plantations? You're looking at Louisiana, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, what else? Maybe South Carolina, Alabama, Georgia. You think Alabama? Did Al- does Alabama have like a big? Like I, I always think when I think of Alabama, I think of like swampy, like Creole Cajun kind of thing. Oh really? I don't know. I'm sure there are parts I feel to like it. I've never been to Alabama. anyone who's been to Alabama. Let us know. I'm not a hundred percent because I only listen to him half the time. But I'm pretty sure Tyler told me that Alab one of the cities in Alabama. It is Alabama. It is Alabama because let me just let me go off a little bit on this. Alabama, apparently one of their cities is like best known for aerospace, like engineering and like doing aerospace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice forehead wrinkles. Oldie. Um, But apparently one of the cities is like very big for that there. And I'm like, oh, Alabama, that's random. And Tyler was like, yeah, guess like guess what city. And so we got into this thing and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, Montgomery. Because that's like... Montgomery? Yeah, that's the... Yeah. I feel like that's the first city anybody thinks of when they when think... When you think of, of Alabama, absolutely. So he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, Birmingham? And he was... Oh, there, Birmingham is there too. And he was like, no. And then I said like one more and he was like, no, how do you not know this city? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's a well-known city. And you know how well-known it is? I don't even remember what the fucking city is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this whole time I'm waiting for you to tell me the city and you don't remember it. I don't. I mean, we could Google it real quick if oh you want. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Google that. But that just made me think of that. Okay. We took a quick pause so I could Google that for you guys. And it's Huntsville, Alabama. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of yeah, Huntsville. Yeah, fucking That's ex- a big aerospace place? It's one of the top aerospace cities in the country. I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's a big city in Alabama, according to Tyler. Wow. And it was ridiculous that that Alabama city did not come to my mind. Yeah, shame on you. 
<laughs> Frankly. Just had to share that. Shame on you. That's what I think of now when I hear Alabama. All right. So uh, do we have anything else about this place? Yeah, I'm going to give you the prices. Oh, okay. Yeah. If we want to take a little trippy trip. Uh, Myrtle Plantation, everyone. Yeah, these are the prices. And if anybody is listening who works there, particularly the director of tours <laughs> of the grounds, uh, <laughs> hit us up. Give us a little, sh- you know. So discount. it's 300 a night to stay in Clark Woodruff Suite. Jesus Christ! It's the largest room. I know. And then it's 200 for all the other suites. So My the goodness. William Winter Suite, the Ruff and Sterling, etc. Um, you get a complimentary tour if you stay there. Um, complimentary tour with the director of tours. <laughs> cool. Sounds great. And then, so if you don't stay there, day tours are 15 bucks. Night tours are 20 bucks. Um, there is a restaurant there called 1976 and then a place called Elta's coffee shop and And then the general store. uh, Yes. And a general store. And they have merch. Of course. Of course they've got merch. Why wouldn't you have merch for your haunted place? I love merch. We should start a haunted place. Yeah. We can go find that house that uh, is on your street. Make one up like everybody else. No. (laughs) 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 You know what? We'll do it the right way. We'll kill somebody in the house and then we'll say it's haunted. Yes. See, I I appreciate some authenticity. Yeah, so. we'll get some authenticity. <laughs> we'll make it authentic. <laughs> we just need a volunteer. <laughs> a, a sacrifice, if you a will. A sacrifice, yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. And don't forget... To sage after listening. Sage after listening.